There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello there, and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. Today, we're talking with Joe Castledine, and he's on the show to tell us about his adoption story. And the Adoption Chronicles is here to facilitate people telling us their adoption stories and everything about themselves. So we hope you enjoy the show tonight, or today, or whenever it is that you're listening. Uh, Welcome to the show, Joe. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Luke. Hello, there you go, Mick. Very, very good. You keeping well? I am. Very good. I am. I'm staying warm, so that's good. Yes, it's a cold time of year. I know you're uh, in a warmer place than I am, um, which is yes. good. I guess we've digressed even early on in the days, um, but whereabouts did your adoption story start? My story started when I was 60 years old, which was uh, two and a half years ago. Right. I was um, down at my cousin's place having Christmas. It was uh, Chris, Christmas Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, I can't remember. Yep. Um, and we were taking his granddaughter home, and I said to my cousin, his name's Fred, I said, Fred, I want to talk to your mum, which was my mum's sister, yep. about me being adopted. Right. And he said, and he said well. Well. And then he... He said yes, and, and we found out since that uh, everybody knew except my brother and myself, and uh, it went on from there. So, so what was out. it that made you think to ask that question in the first place? On on our way down to it was down at Newcastle. On our way down to Newcastle, we called into a friend's place, and she said, "Oh, we were talking about life," and she said, "Oh, you're adopted," and I said, "No, I'm not." Right. And she said, "Yes, you are." And she had no reason to know, so okay, that's what, it, and that's what put in my mind, just to ask the question. Yeah, just ask the question. I guess, and for, I did. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit like verifying the truth, or 
what somebody else has told you. Uh, when when you were told that you're adopted before you found out, looking back on your life, trigger any I guess questions where you thought, oh, that's a bit strange. Were you similar hair color, body type to your parents? How did all that add up? I, I don't think so. My my um, dad's mum. She was six foot. She was she was a very tall lady, and her brothers were all six foots. Right. I'm six foot three. Right. So that's where I always thought I got my tallness from. Okay. Um, we did genetics at school, and uh, that didn't trigger anything. I never never thought or anything like that. Yep. Um, I have O blood, and both mum and dad had A blood. But doing a bit of research on that, found out that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, on the layman's term, maybe if someone who knows better than me can say that it's not possible. What I've read, yeah, it's possible. So, yeah, all right. So that was it. So I, I didn't have a clue. Yeah, right. Clue. Were you sitting down when you found that out? Yeah, we were driving along in the car. I was in the passenger seat. So. I guess that's a lucky. But then he, and he, he didn't tell me much because he didn't know much. He just right. said, "Oh, you were adopted." And um, when I got back to his place, his mum was there, which yep. is mum's sister. Yep, and got talking to. Margaret, and um, she said, yeah, and uh, the story was that uh, some doctor in New Zealand, yeah, his daughter got pregnant and sent her over to Australia to have the baby and not to come back with the baby, and that's where I come in. Right, okay. So that's what mum had told everybody. Right, okay. So I guess they were back in the days where the local GP had a lot to do with organising adoptions. Well, I don't know if we were a local GP. I was in Sydney. I was born at uh, Paddo Women's Hospital. Right. Okay. Which I've since found out a lot of single mothers had babies at Paddington Women's Hospital. Okay. It was run by the Benevolent Society. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I've actually written, I've written away to me uh, to the hospital for my records of the birth. Yes. And that, um, I've got one line. And what was that? Maureen had a baby in June. Living. Wow, that's not a lot to there go. There were some on. last names in there, but we won't worry about them. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So that was that was the one line. Maureen had a baby, a baby boy, baby boy living. Wow. On the date, yeah. Yeah, I guess the important word there is living, of course. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've met my I met my mother. She lives in Sydney still. She's still alive. Okay. Fair, uh, both both my uh, both my parents are dead, so they died in. 2016, 2017. Right. So you weren't but, um, able to ask them any questions? No, no. Um, the whole family was sworn to secrecy. Okay. Mum even threatened to take people to court, like her sisters and brothers, to take them to court if they ever wow. said that I was adopted. Well, I guess that's a fair enough reason for everyone to keep the secret. Yeah. When you found out, and it was, I guess, verified by your family, what did you do next? Well, the the days previous to me finding out, because Christmas we were on a, on a Christmas break on holidays from work. Yep. We were actually doing some grave stomping. Okay. Because my parents were from the Hunter Valley down there at Maitland and uh, out at Patterson and, and areas just around Maitland. Yep. So we spent two days just grave stomping. Is that just looking so at tombstones and... Yes, yes, just going around to different cemeteries, looking at headstones and... Okay. Seeing who's who and where and what. Right. So we've always been interested in um, family history. Yeah. I even got Dad to get some old photos that he had and write names on the back so I knew who they were. They just weren't just wasted photos of someone old and that. 
But um, yeah, so that was it. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so I guess you moved around a bit when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was born, and it, it probably all comes together. We went to New Guinea. I lived in New Guinea for three years. Yeah. And uh, Dad transferred up, or didn't transfer. He moved from the New South Wales Police to the uh, New Guinea Police. Okay. He went up there to stop the uh, copra from getting stolen, trying to catch the thieves. Right. And, that's, that, that's... and that, so yeah, I was up there for three years. Yeah. Mum got polio while we were there. Yeah. And uh, I got brought up by the um, the native ladies. Okay. They, they they brought me up. I could speak pigeon English before I could speak English. Right. I couldn't understand a word I was saying. <laughs> Dad knew what I was saying, but Mum had no idea what I was talking about. Right. Gibberish to Mum. So. Yep. But yeah, she got better. We moved back and uh, lived in the Hunter Valley for a while, and then we moved up to the regional New South Wales. Yeah. And uh, that was about it. Once I left school, I'd moved around a bit. I've lived in Darwin and Western Australia and Queensland and New South Wales. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's good that you've seen a fair bit of the country. We have. But yeah, so um, we're always interested, like I said, with the family history. Mm. We're always going to do a DNA test, but that sort of hurried it along. Yes. So um, that was my yeah. next question about your DNA. Um, yeah. So did, was it an Ancestry.com? Ancestry, yes. Yep. And, and what uh, information did that give you? Well, it come back with a match for a mother or a son. Yep. And I knew it wasn't my son, so it must have been my mother. And then I had a niece. And I had one, two, three cousins. Right. They were the closest match. Then we go then to fourth cousins, I think, fifth cousins. So Right. Okay. Yeah. So that would have put you on a, a search journey, I assume, to find your mother, birth mother? Yeah. Yeah, because the, all the I, I did write away to the adoption people and they all they sent me was my birth certificate. So which that, had um, Maureen's name on it and mum and dad's name on it. Right. So that um, was like a, date, so yeah. a a conglomerate-type birth certificate? Had yeah, both. because my, I, when I got driver's licence, I got my original birth certificate, which I always thought was the original one, which just had mum and dad's name on it. Yeah. You know, mother, father, yeah, yeah. my name and their names. But once I wrote to the adoption people, well, then there's another name added to it. Right. So, yeah. And was that like verifying what everyone was saying or a shock to your system or like how did you receive that? Well, no, that was all right. It was like it was a search. It just made the search so much easier. Yeah. I think I did the wrong thing according to everybody. I wrote people emails through Ancestry. Okay. So, but it worked out for me, so that was fine. Well, that's good. It's, it's um, yeah. yeah, and uh, I understand the... Uh, the cautious approach uh, that people take because we never ever know how your information or how your request or your email is going to be received. Yeah. Who was the first? Like I, yeah. I figured that if Maureen had done a DNA test, yeah, that there was a reason behind it. So I, I didn't think I was encroaching or was going to be doing the wrong thing by writing to her because there was a reason she'd done a DNA test and the only thing I could think of was, you know, one day this baby boy that grew up as comes looking and this would be the easiest way to find me. So that's I a really good point. That. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a very, very good point because I think if you are going to do a DNA test, you're opening yeah. up Pandora's box to a degree. Well, you are. 
Yeah. There's thousands on my deck, you know? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Hmm. So there's a lot of people that have done, like in my family, that have right. done DNA tests. Okay. And going through ancestry, through their true lines, you just go trace them back. You go up four generations and come down. And so, yeah, I've um, spoke to a few people like that. So Okay. I've got, got a cousin. We go up, what, four people across to his sister and then down four generations. And um, she was like that lady last week. She was 68. Yeah. When she found out she was um, adopted. Right. And she's got four brothers and sisters. Yeah. It seems she was, she was born, they um, adopted her out and then had more kids, got married and had more kids. Yeah. 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 So. so who was the first person that you were able to contact? Well, I wrote an email to the, my mother, Maureen, and yep. my um, my niece. I right. thought they were the closest to. Yep. So we did them first, and uh, they they organised. They sent an email back, and then we organised a phone call. Yep. And I was travelling back from Sydney, I think, at the time. We, we had to stop at Grafton yep. for something, and uh, we rang her then. Right. And having a little chat. Yeah. After a while, I've forgotten most of it, but she... Um, she told me my father's name. Okay. So when we got back, we, we searched and by searching um, Facebook and the, um, he's American, sorry. Right. i to get that there first. He's yeah, American. Yeah. Yep. Um, Facebook and the pages, um, you can find anything out over there. They've got, they give you someone's name with their phone number and then they list their sons and daughters and cousins and all, all listed there. Yeah, right. So when you first had to chat with your birth mother, Maureen, did you find out the story behind your adoption? Not at that stage, no. Right. But we have since found out that um, uh, she was in the Air Force. Right. In Sydney. She was 19. Mm -hmm. And this American uh, naval airman came out to Australia for an exercise. Yep. He was here for a while. They had a uh, interlude. Yep. He went back home and um, she was pregnant. Right. With you? With me. Yes. Uh, Maureen's um, English. She she came out in 1949. Okay. Uh, she was nine years old. She, she was in London in the in the Blitz in the war, World yep. War Two. Yep. Um, her father was in the English Navy. He transferred to the Australian Navy. And him and mum and the kids came out to Australia. Right. So that was where they they come from. He was six foot four. Right. And he was uh, in submarines. Oh, really? So imagine how how, how he's headed feel. Yeah, I reckon he'd have yeah. um, decent thighs too. I'd reckon from all the squatting yeah. down that he'd be doing. Yeah, well, that's where I get my height from too. So yeah, just thinking about that particular story. The fact that you were born is a real world type story. Two people from different corners of the world met up in one yeah. particular place, and next minute your spark of yeah. life got started. I'm the I'm the first person in our family to be born in the new world in Australia. It's true, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So, of course, my um yep. my adopted family um my uh, I don't know how many generations ago. Yep. Came out on the ship Elizabeth, okay, in nineteen. Uh, sorry, eighteen forty-five. Right. 
that's where the castle lines came to Australia. Right. They came from um, Leicestershire in England. Yep. But, yeah, so I found it, and, and Diane Cuff was good on that. I, I sent an email or a message to her saying I'm looking for the date of this ship and the records on this ship, and, and okay. they found that. They're, they're good, those search angels. Yeah, a big shout-out to Diane and all the search angels. Yeah, I asked another question about this, the, the baby that mum had that died. Okay. I asked that question too, where do I find that? And they found that for me too in the cemetery in Sydney in Rookwood. Right. Okay. You've been to visit the cemetery, so yep. yeah. And was yeah. was that that was an older sibling? Yeah, that was the one that was born in the April. Yep, that died, and then I was a, I was born in June, right. same year. Okay, yeah, right. And I guess um, yeah, that would have been a major part in your mum's life, uh, and probably the reason why she told everyone to stay mum. Yeah, just as a guess. Yeah. Like I said, I, I I don't think mum, she knew I was adopted, but I think that that thought went way out of her mind yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, they were a good family. They were a great family to grow up with. So, yep. And yeah. that's that's a positive. That's really good to but hear. Yeah. But I've got uh, two sisters on mum's side. Yeah. One in Sydney and the other one lives in Las Vegas. Right. So, so she moved back home. Not home, but she moved to America. No, she moved. Yeah, yeah, she moved to. Yeah, right. Have you met? But yeah, your sisters. I've met one. I met the one in Sydney. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I never had a sister before. But I've had Mia. Yeah, that's right. It's strange having sisters when you're sixty. Yeah, I can only imagine. Did you have any brothers or sisters? Well, not sisters, but did you have a brother growing up, or were you just one older brother? Right. Four years older. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so Maureen told me um, dad's name, his name's Roger. Yep. And he was in, uh, in the Navy and he came out in what, 1958 and had the interlude and he went home. So we looked for him and um, I sent a, a message to his son. I found out that he's got a son and a daughter. Okay. And um, I sent a message to his son on Messenger, but that just sat in the back door and he never saw that. Yep. So we looked at his sister, and his sister had a little side business going. Okay. And it had an email address hooked to it. Oh. So I sent her an email, which, again, maybe I shouldn't have done, but that's all right. I didn't want to send it to Roger in case um, that created friction or, you know, yeah. he might have been married. Yeah. So um, I sent this email. Her name's Michelle. Yep. I sent, it to, sent an email to her. I said, I think your father is my father. Was he in Australia in 1958? And according to her, she's rang up Roger and said, were you? And <laughs> they had a look through Facebook and found yep. a picture of me on there. And uh, there was no doubt. There's no, he's definitely my father. Yeah, it's, right. So there's no doubt. It influences just too much. Right. Big likeness. Yes. So do you know yeah. how he received that message from his daughter? Well, he didn't even know that Maureen was pregnant. So he had no idea. So he's gone 60 years thinking that, uh, Everything was fine, but it's not. So yeah, well, yeah. yeah I guess there's a a definition of fine there. Yes. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so he is obviously uh, on board um, now. Have you spoken yeah, to him I've on the spoke, phone? I've spoke to him. Yeah. Yeah. We don't speak much, but we've spoken a few times. Yep. I've spoken to um, Michelle. Yep. 
Um, uh, Michelle and Martin, her brother, they're yep. twins. Oh, okay. They're twins. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes, that's right. And, and just on the side, my son lives in London. Right. He's, uh, his partner's Italian. Okay. And they've just had twin boys. Oh, there you go. So we're getting around the world in this family. I reckon. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so that's where the twins come in. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's twins back there, that's for sure, and down, so. And it seems that um, mum's story was wrong. I wasn't a doctor in New Zealand that sent a daughter over. Okay. Was, um, Maureen got pregnant and that was it. Yeah, yeah. I've asked her, I've asked her why she adopted me out. Okay. And she really didn't say much, but I've, I've spoke to one of her daughters. Yep. And they said the boyfriend at the time, who she ended up marrying and having the, the two girls to, yep. um, he didn't want to bring up someone else's child. So we don't know whether it was family influence or, or what yeah. it was back then. And so, the social dynamics were a lot different back then as well. They uh, were. Compl- well, they were. I guess the way the world's moving, the social dynamics change just about yearly these days. What was yeah. acceptable last year is not going to be acceptable today. And, well, just after the war, I guess, it was well, the, next, the next 20 years or so, it would still be classified as just after the war. It was still uh, yeah. very traditional, right. uh, even in the 70s. It was still quite traditional. Yeah. But Maureen was good with the, the, the family, the, the mum and dad. They all, you know, were behind her and everything, so... yep. Uh, it was they're a good family too. Maureen's a lovely girl. She rings me up once a week. Okay, cool. Say good day. I yep. ring her. Yep. So, yeah. I think that's um, from a. I'm not really an outsider, but it's an out from an outsider's perspective. I think, uh, not so much over the top contact, but regular contact is so important. I think, um, and so that helps you build a relationship too. Yeah, and I think that's why she did the DNA test. Yeah. And, you know, and now that she found a, a son that she's just going to keep, she just she doesn't say much, just yep. talks about rubbish and what she's yep. doing and yep. everything else. But that's what it's all yeah. about. That's how you you talk to your family. You don't necessarily yeah. have to write a story. It's what's happening in life. That's right, yeah. So we're in the process of saving up. We're going to the States next year. Nice. And catch up with all the family. And um, so your birth father's in Michigan? In Michigan. Where's the other family? Are they all either in the same My place? sister's in Vegas. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm in contact with cousins in Georgia. Yep. These are all on Roger's side. Roger was one of five brothers. Okay. He is... His grandfather immigrated to the States from Germany. Right. Back in the day, I don't know when it was, back in the day when a lot of Germans immigrated to uh, America. Yep. Because there was more uh, opportunities for them over there. Yeah. So he packed up his family and they moved, and they, they moved to Michigan. Yep. Um, my grandmother is French-Canadian. Okay. She's just, because from Detroit, you just go across a bridge and then you're in Canada. Yep. So my grandmother was is French Canadian. I think it's my either my grandmother or my great grandmother. I think it's my grandmother. Okay. And um, a lot of that family have done DNA tests. I've got family everywhere. According to the DNA, I'm part French now. I used to be French Canadian. Now I'm French. It keeps right. changing. 
Well, you're certainly a child of the world, Joe, I have to say. I am. I yeah. am. They're my partner. Yeah. Uh, Donna, she's adopted too. Oh, okay. We, uh, she's always she's always adopted. Yep. And um, oh, we go to different parts of the world if we put her mix in. <laughs> so yeah. I guess, how long have you been with your partner for, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, eight years. Okay. Ten years. So, like so she knew all along that she was adopted. She knew all along. And you were together before you knew you were adopted. Yes. And then, yes. and then you found out you're adopted. Um, yeah. Is that? Well, she just laughed. I can imagine. Um, <laughs> because yeah. I think, uh, and one of the things that I say to people when I'm talking adoption and adoption stories is that nobody knows what it's like to be adopted unless you're adopted. You can't really describe what it's like or the emotions that you have uh, until unless you're going through them yourself. You don't. Have you, you, don't, you got any insight? Because you spent a fair amount of time not knowing and then knowing. Is there any, has it made a change to you at all? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I just, that's just life. Yep. You, you accept it because you can't change it. No. It's, it's no good fighting it. You, you, you just do it. Could not like, agree more. Donna's got, on her mum's side, she's got two brothers and they're good. We've yep. met both of them. One we met knowing that Donna was his sister. Yep. The other one didn't have a clue. We just we was told afterwards, oh, that was your sister. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a good one. And then her father's side, her father's side, they they just they don't want to know her. They just won't accept. Well, that's that a shame. All. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to go and knock on their door one day and <laughs> see what happens. Can't can't get any worse. So no, oh. no, that's such a positive. No, it's a, it's a it's a different story. Mine's a good story. Mine. Yeah. There's not much. There's no hurt in my story. I don't think they like both my parents. Both parents are still alive. Yep. I'm I'm sort of glad I found out that I was adopted after Mum and Dad had died. Yep. Because that would I think that would have broke Mum's heart to keep that secret all these years and then have me find out, like, doing a DNA test, which I was always going to do, but, yeah. So that was all right. Yep. And I guess the last thing that anybody wants is to cause hurt to anyone. Yeah. And, yeah, it may have it may have had a bad effect on, on your mum, but yeah. not now. Which I don't is... know, because mum's brother adopted two kids. Okay. Um. Back then, in well, that would have been nineteen six, sometime in the sixties. That would have been right. So, but yeah, she just wanted to keep it a secret. Yep, and uh, we did. So there you go. But that's my story. And thank you for telling it. It's such a, it's a story that so many times through it, I sat here smiling, not only at the, the parts of the story, but just the way you told it as well, Joe. I think yeah. um, you've um. Definitely got your heart in the right place, and certainly you're a child of the world. Yeah, well, we're just about to go to uh, America and see um, my sister in Vegas. Yep. See the um, the father, and I've got a couple of rallies over in uh, Michigan. Yep. And then we might go to French Canada and, and have a look, and then um, 
we'll go and, and do that. And then we're going to fly to uh, London and see the grandkids. I've never seen them. They're one and a half yes. years old. So they were, yes, yeah, so COVID put a stop to that. Yeah, yeah. And they're uh, twins. So we, we, no twins in my family, but I know where they come from. Because like Roger, dad, he's got uh, twins. Yeah. Martin and Michelle. And now he's got uh, more. He's got more. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of that being said, if you're talking to somebody who has just found out that they're adopted or even if they're looking to go on a journey themselves, what advice have you got for someone? Just take it step by step. You just, sometimes you just sit back like me when I was like 60. Yeah. You just, this is just a whole new story and it's every day was like back then when I found out because we found out uh, once we did the DNA, I think it took two months for that to come back. Uh, Maureen's name was on it. I contacted her. She told me her father's name. Within two weeks, three weeks, I'd contacted him. Right. And it just every day was new relatives and people had come up on Facebook and I'd I'd write to Michelle and say, do we know this person? Who are they? Yeah, And she'd okay. write back and say, oh, yeah, that's your cousin. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's this person. So, yeah, so now I've got more friends. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's a good experience, but yeah. So that's what I did. Just take, just take it one step at a time. Yep. Listen to those search angels because they do a real good job. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon that's definitely a, a a rolling theme through the whole uh, podcast. Is uh, Diane yeah. and the DNA search angels? They uh, do a fantastic service. Um, yeah. And yeah, very very thankful for what they do. Mm. Because up on my DNA, I've got a cousin. Okay. As soon as ever I wrote to him, he deleted himself off the DNA. I can't see him anymore. Oh, right. But um, nobody knows who it is. Oh. So he's a, he's a mystery. So the mystery. Or she's a mystery. Yeah, right. There's no, it, it's, it's not a name. So it's just a, a mob of initials. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But another cousin came up, which was a son of uh, one of Roger's brothers. Right. He'd done a DNA test. Look, I suppose he was looking for his father too, so he was adopted out. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. But that's my story. Thank you very much for coming on today, Joe. Thanks, thanks Mike, for, for listening. Thank you. That was Joe Castledine telling us his story of adoption, and it's so positive to hear how his adventure has turned out and it looks like that uh, Joe is going on a road trip to America to find and meet his birth father and let the joy continue I say and um, thanks Joe for coming on and as always if you've got a story to tell a story to share please drop us a line uh, at uh, the Adoption Chronicles Facebook page and I will be in touch and we will have a chat. Until then, talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.